What's up, you Alberta? My name is Elliot Tanti, and this is episode number three of What's Up, You Alberta. Uh, really looking forward to the podcast today. We've got Sharon Vendura on the show. She's involved with three student groups and clubs on campus and uh, has uh, made student groups and clubs a priority in her university education. So she's going to talk a little bit about that. We have a really interesting conversation. Look forward to bringing you that. Um, also, I've got uh, a little um, story to tell you. I was uh, enjoying some of the festivities from Pride Week and uh, was really impressed with what went on last week. So I just want to give a shout out to everyone that was uh, involved with Pride Week. And uh, we got a friend of mine uh, who's also going to come on. His name's Joe Thrills, a rap artist from here in Edmonton. And uh, he also spent some time at the University of Alberta before um, deciding to focus on music. And uh, we're going to play some of his music tonight, too. So very much looking forward to it. And uh, let's get to it. All right. I am here with Sharon Vendura. She is the volunteer coordinator of the Campus Food Bank, president of the Political Science Undergrad Association, and VP events and fundraisers for SNAP. On top of all these things, she's also got a full course load and will be graduating in April. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited. I um, want to talk about the things that you're involved in now, but can you give us a rundown of all the student groups and associations that you've been a part of in your time here at the university? Um, well, you pretty much have them all. Um, for the first year, I lived in Lister, so I was really involved in that and all the floor activities and things like that, but I really got my um, involvement started with the PSUA and then the Campus Food Bank and now a little bit SNAP, but yeah, outside of that, that's pretty much it. So clubs have been a major part of your experience here at the Oh, definitely. They've definitely defined my experience at the university. Why is that, do you think? Um, I just think I really like school and I really like learning. But I quickly realized that um, I couldn't find all my enjoyment there because a lot of universities sometimes can be tedious. Uh, so outside of that, I really was trying to find something that would make me feel fulfilled and something I could be involved in and make connections. And I think that's what clubs gives you. And so I think it was just something more that added to my life rather than just being academic. Well, that's sort of the, pod, the, the reason why I started the podcast is because I had a similar experience joining in uh, clubs and groups in campus. And it's actually where I met you, funny mm -hmm. enough. Yeah. And I do have to admit, you have been a bit of a mentor to me, <laughs> and you've been very good to me as thank my you. president of the Political Science Association. So thank you very much. Thank you. So moving forward, what do you think that, be, like, being parts of groups and clubs, they, obviously they offer a social experience. Yeah. How else have they contributed to um I think I've learned really valuable skills as well, a lot of transferable skills that as I'm graduating and applying in jobs, all the experience I listed aren't from the classroom. Um, they're yeah. from things I've learned in clubs. So even things like event planning or coordinating groups of various sizes, um, being involved with volunteer management, um, public speaking, communication, just really basic things that you're able to learn in student groups has kind of like added to my life, those transferable skills that are really relevant, not just the social. Certainly, certainly. I, I get that 100%. Let's talk a little bit about uh, what you do on campus now. So you're the volunteer coordinator for the Campus Food Bank. In yep. fact, we're in your office right now. Yes. <laughs> um, can you explain to me what exactly you do? 
Yeah. Um, so volunteer coordinator, I basically am in charge of all the recruitment and training um, uh, and hiring of all the volunteers. Um, on a day-to-day basis, I manage volunteers, answer the daily queries. I'm also in charge of um, organizing yearly team leader, which are senior volunteer retreats. I provide professional development sessions. Um, I'm just basically kind of the do all around here. Yeah, a variety <laughs> of different things. A variety of different things. I help my other staff members with event coordination and things like that. So really things that kind of involve all the volunteers is what I'm involved in here. What's the mandate of the Campus Food Bank? The mandate of the Campus Food Bank is that um, we want to eliminate on hunger on campus. We believe that students should be or university is a place to hunger for knowledge rather than food. And so that's basically what our mandate is, to reduce food insecurity on campus. That's a very powerful message. Yeah. So I wonder, how many students use the Campus Food Bank? Mm, um, on a yearly basis, we serve around 2,000 students. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. 2,000 students. Yeah. Wow. That's quite. Yeah, it's a, That's quite a lot of food, actually. Where do you see most of your donations come from? Um, well, we get our weekly donations from Safeway, so they provide all our perishable items, um, and that's something Safeway does really a really awesome job for us there. And then we also have different partnerships with um, Save on Foods, who do a big food drive for all our non-perishables, which are like canned foods and things like that, and just donations from the university community and things like that. So major. Major, major donations are basically how we supplement ourselves, and we have the benefit of having longtime donors and people who have really supported our cause, and that's been really awesome for us. The University uh, Campus Food Bank, is it in any way, does it have any kind of a relationship with the Edmonton Food Bank? No, they're completely separate, completely um, and separate. that's the relationship that... They've kind of wanted for the year they for years they've served Edmonton and we've served students, staff, and alumni. So I understand. I understand. Now, how long has been how long has the F- campus food bank been um, operating? Since nineteen ninety one, actually. Wow. Yeah, so a long, long time. It was actually the very first food bank in any university campus in Canada. Um, I don't want to say North America, but it might be. So we're kind of you know, something that was pretty groundbreaking and kind of how our system works is kind of, um, you don't really see a lot of food banks in universities like this. We're a separate registered non-for-profit charity. We're not really under the university in terms of kind of like an SU service or anything like that. So, um, we're totally separate, totally independent, and that's been really awesome for us. So if people wanted to get involved with the Campus Food Bank, how would they go about doing that? Um, well, we do hiring every um, the beginning of every semester and also for spring and summer. Um, I am kind of in charge of when the volunteer applications come up. So sometime in April, those will go up and recruitment and people just sign up and then they have to go through an interview process and make sure that they're the right fit and that they would actually want to be here. And yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, as we mentioned off the top of the show, you're not only involved with the Campus Food Bank. Can you talk a little bit about your other two student groups? Yeah, I'm also newly involved with SNAP. Um, I didn't really know that much about policy. What does SNAP stand for? SNAP is the Student Network for Advocacy and Public Policy. Okay. Um, so I got involved because a friend of mine has been 
actually was the founder of it, Navni Kinda. Um, and so they had some positions, and so I thought I would lend my support there. Um, SNAP is basically an organization that gives students the tools to be able to form policy about issues that they care about, um, so writing policy briefs and um, kind of outfitting them, outfitting them with those skills and where they can take it to advocate maybe to the university or to the government or whatever it is, but that's kind of um, the point of the group. What kind of... Uh events or not not events what kind of policy has snapped on thus far yeah this year um we had one policy session that centered around water policy um and so basically like clean water and healthy water um access and things like that in the city of edmonton and in the greater um in the greater community and things like that. So that was the policy that one group really focused on. So it's basically people who come and they're like, oh, I am really interested in water policy. So we're like, okay, um, form a group and you'll write about water policy or it can be whatever you want, basically. Is that traditionally how it goes then? Someone comes with an idea and then you form a group around yeah, it? Yeah, definitely. Steps? Yeah, okay. that's basically how um, it's been in the past. So, yeah. Sounds like a really interesting group. Yeah, I'm kind of new to it and have learned a lot. Um, and it's kind of hard to be on a newish student group because a lot, not a lot of um, foundation has been built, but it's definitely been a learning experience and has taught me some things that I really didn't know about policy or anything like I'm that. sure. Is it boring? Um, no. I don't think it's boring. No. I find it interesting. Policy isn't for everyone, and I wouldn't make a career out of it or anything, mm -hmm. but I do think it's valuable to know kind of how things work and why um, there are laws and why are there policies and things like that. Has SNAP given you uh, a different or maybe larger perspective on, on the world around you or in government? Mm, I think definitely on the power of someone to be able to take something that they're interested in making it into something plausible that they could take on that plat take to that platform. I think that it's given me that perspective because I think a lot of times in the classroom you learn about these kinds of things like the laws or the policies and you don't really know how to connect that to yourself. So I definitely think that SNAP has given me a wider perspective of those things. That sounds really interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's talk about the PSUA because this Woo! is something that we work mm -hmm. on together, actually how I have initially got involved in, in student groups and clubs. Yeah. You are the president of the Political Science Undergrad yes, Association. Yes, I am. I know what you do. Can you let our listeners know what you do? Yeah, I'm basically kind of in charge of making sure things don't fall apart. So um, <laughs> I kind of make sure that everyone is feeling supported and that their roles are being done. I manage all the executive committees and our annual general meetings. Um, I'm the contact for different things like with the department or the university. Um, yeah, kind of just an overseer, I would say, okay. um, in the organization. What kind of events... Do uh, you typically, or does the Political Science Undergrad Association typically run or do? Um, we uh, run debates. We have social events. Um, we do a hockey tournament that we've done for the last two years that we didn't do this year because of low turnout. Um, we run an annual gala at the end of the year. Um, just various events that kind of appeal to different people from different places and different um Interest, I guess. Definitely, definitely. So you mentioned the gala. Yes. We should probably promote that a little bit. <laughs> yes. What's the date of the gala? 
And maybe, maybe give us some background on the gala because it's not just for political science students this year. No, it's not. Um, I actually don't know off the top of my head when they started having a year-end gala, but it started to be a thing that political science students ran as kind of a year-end celebration. Um, and then last year was the first year that we did with the Economic Students Association. So we partnered with them. And the gala is basically a dinner, um, speeches, a dance, kind of a way for students to kind of network and connect to each other, connect with each other. Um, this year, one of the executives on our committee was like, hey, why don't we have an arts gala? A lot of different um, organizations or faculties on campus, like the business students or the engineering students, have big galas for everyone. And so we thought, let's do this. And so um, we've been in partnership with CBAS and different other departmental associations to really throw a gala that is open to all arts students. Um, it'll be a little small this year just because we don't know how much people will want to come. Yeah. So um, it's going to be at the faculty club. Um, there's going to be around 200 tickets available. So starting small, but we really hope that this gala will be something that is long lasting on campus that we can build on. And maybe next year we can have 400 people there. Maybe next year we can have 500. There's 6,000 students in the arts faculty. And we hope that it'll be a mainstay on campus and something that lasts forever. So this is, this is bringing together art students then? Yes, basically, and kind of unifying the community. There's so many different faculties. You have women's studies, you have fine arts, you have just so many different people. And so we really want to bring everyone together under one roof and kind of form that kind of community and um, unity. So when is the Arts Gala? April 19th. April 19th. Yes. And tickets are... Thirty dollars. Thirty dollars. Yeah. And they will be. They will be able to get them from your faculty association or by getting a hold of the political science undergrad association. Yes. Um. There's actually an email set up that people can for their ticket inquiries. Um. And that's facartsgala at gmail.com. So f a c artsgala at gmail.com. I will stick that in the show notes as well, so students awesome. can email it, whoever it is that's writing it. Yeah. And. Uh, and uh, get their tickets to their group. Yeah, it's so exciting. I want to end. Um, we've had an opportunity to talk about your involvement and also the groups, that, a little bit about each group that you're involved in. Going forward, when you think back on your time at the university, what what place will student groups and clubs hold for you in your memories? Um, I just want to tear up and get all nostalgic talking about it. Um, student groups definitely, I would say, really shaped and defined my university experience. I don't know what it would have been like if I didn't have student groups. Um, Not only has it provided me with some of the best friends I've ever had or great connections, but they've really made me feel like I made a meaningful contribution to a bigger community. I really feel like my time here has mattered, that um, the things I've done have touch people or contributed to their experience and that's something that's really important to me giving back um and it's really going to be something that I will always remember that's going to define my university experience I'm not going to really remember what book I read in poli-sci 260 um but I'll definitely remember an event I went to with the poli-sci or uh something I did with the food bank so yeah it's just really been a really big part of my experience here I'm going to miss it a lot Something I noticed about you right when we met was that you had a really positive outlook on student groups and clubs, and it was it was really it was really um, at least I found that it was really refreshing 
Thank you. Yeah, I really feel that obviously the students' groups aren't perfect, and not every student group is run perfectly. None of mine are. There's no such thing. Um, Except and, for the PSUA. Yeah, <laughs> of course. We're run perfectly. And, you know, I know, like, student group services isn't perfect. The SU isn't perfect. Like, you know, nothing could ever be perfect. But I really think if students got involved or tried and were a little bit more optimistic and not so apathetic about some of these things, they would really find that they could give them such a valuable experience and really change their lives. I know it sounds cheesy, but it's really true. I really believe it. Thank you so much for sharing your perspective with us. And Thank your you so much for having me. Groups. That was Sharon Vendura. We spoke at the Campus Food Bank in the Student Unions building. Summer jam songs, you know, cruising your car, grab your girlfriend, cut open a Mr. Freezy, bump the jams, grab your water gun, and brrrr. Goddamn, I'm feeling hella crispy, like an onion ring from A&W. I'm in trouble, you fall bitty a time, will I murder a rhyme? Show love to a bird at the same time, you heard it through the grapevine? Nah, you heard of moi, through a friend of a friend, who was bumping my jams in the back of the van, 07 Corolla in an Astro, man, I'm a star looking for an astronomer, right now. I'm unknown like limits on the Autobahn Got the pedal to the metal cause I can't settle down Every time I hit the stage feeling like your pedal ham I make the people move and lose control Waking up the ones losing on cruise control You should know that it's unusual to have one so hype with the smoothest flow All day, every day, cruising in the key All day, every day, cruising in the key All day, every day, cruising in the key Cruising in the key, Elementary, nothing preventing me going higher, higher. Got that fire, fire, like I'm sipping on kerosene. It's fair to say I don't care today about tomorrow. Get more shows to play every day. Not popularity, so why y'all comparing me? Two words of rarity, that's why I use clarity. Yes, girl, relax yourself. It's good for your body and it's good for your health. It's good for me and it's good for you. We all gon' party in the E dash true. Edmonton competition, yeah, we getting him, beheading him. All we stay one step ahead of them. It's evident that my settlement is rising with my best friends hanging out is where you'll find me. All day, every day, cruising in the key. All day, every day, cruising in the key. But the goal is global on time It's like the runs with the moguls on the ski hill Let's be real I mean if words don't catch them I know the beats will Entrepreneur but I'm not stopping there Till I got spots reserved on a throne in the air And I'm so in the air Stuck I'm floating up there Hard to stay focused in a sky that's so open Limitless ambitions I ain't talking about a super drug Stupid is, stupid does Music is what stupid does Capture my eye, you got a four minute Capture my heart Well that's why I'm still up in it With this, I'm trying to travel
travel great distance For instance, like the one between my father Don't miss this or forget this Just know what pushes you away only makes you go farther All day, every day, cruising in the E All day, every day, cruising in the E All day, every day, cruising in the E Cruising in the E, cruising in the E All day, every day, cruising in the E All day, every day, cruising in the E All day, every day, cruising in the E Cruising in the E, cruising in the E Yo, 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 it's your boy Joe Thrills, man Just wanna thank you all for tuning in This one's a new jam called Cruising in the E to summertime in Edmonton where it's nice, bright, and sunny, real hot, and we're just rolling around from dawn till dusk. Goonie. Well, that was Joe Thrills off his second mixtape, Just Another Weekend. Um, that's second of two thus far. I know, however, though, I have a little bit of inside information. He's working on a full length album uh, with his partner in crime, Jay Datz, producing and. Uh, and I think they're closing in to almost being done. I know he's been shooting some videos lately and uh, starting to build up hype for that. So he's definitely an artist to keep an eye on. And, of course, a former University of Alberta student, albeit it was short and sweet. Um, he decided to, instead of pursuing drama, decided to go back to music. And, uh, well, based on what he's doing now, I think we're all really happy that he did because he's, he's doing a great job and... Uh, a real great performer and uh, another Yeg talent. So thanks to him for uh, letting us play some of the music on the podcast. I also want to give another shout out to uh, Sharon. Really appreciate her coming onto the podcast, talking about her perspective. So I think it was really clear from the interview that uh, she has really made university clubs and groups a priority. And uh, it's been really beneficial in her university career. And uh, so thanks again to Sharon, shout out, for coming on the show today. Wanted to talk a little bit about uh, my week last week. I had an awesome week being uh, on campus during Pride Week. Holy smokes. I want to give a shout out to every organizer, volunteer, performer, anyone that had anything to do with Pride Week last week. You guys did a great job. Um, Really got the sense of spirit on campus. Before Sharon and I actually were recording, she mentioned that she had done some volunteering at the Coming Out monologues um, that happened earlier in the week. She said they were incredibly powerful uh, and and uh, really worthwhile. And uh, I wasn't able to participate in the Pride Parade. However, I did see the pictures. I saw our student union president, uh, Petros, out there braving the cold with everyone else. And it uh, it looked like a a cold day, but I, I there was seemed like a lot of spirit and pride there. And... Uh, and I think that that was uh, present throughout the entire campus. On Saturday, my sister and I, as well as 850 or so other people, uh, got to see Laverne Cox. Uh, that was on Saturday. I think it was sort of great event, um, a great way to end the Pride Week. She was, uh, for those of you who don't know, she's actually the star of, or one of the stars on Orange is the New Black. And uh, she came on, she talked uh, at length about a number of different things, uh, her personal experience transitioning, um, some stories, some good stories, some bad stories from her life, and uh, and really, she her talk emphasized pride, and I thought it was a really, um, it was it was really important topic, and uh it's something that really spoke to me because as I sat there and thought about the week that I that had been, 
while I was listening to Laverne Cox, I realized that um, I was really proud too. And uh, I was proud for everyone that was involved, and I was proud for everyone that uh, been involved with Pride Week. And I was proud to be a University of Alberta student this week. So a really, really, really uh, important event. And, well, frankly, it's just a hell of a lot of fun too. So already looking forward to next year. That's about it for us today, guys. I really appreciate you listening. I have to give one more shout-out to my dad, who's uh, undoubtedly going to be listening to this podcast. He's listened to the first two anyway. He told me I have to quit saying awesome. So I hope I'm doing an awesome job of doing that. And uh, if you guys want to give some feedback or if you want to get involved with the podcast, I I really appreciate everyone that's uh, been talking to me about the podcast, giving me tips, pointers, um, offering their help. Really appreciate that. If you want to get in touch with me, the best way to do that is via email at wualberta at gmail.com. It's w-u-a-l-b-e-r-t-a at gmail.com. Also, you can find us on Twitter at whatsupualberta. I follow a bunch of student groups and clubs and link a bunch of information there as well. And Twitter is really good for that. So, yeah, if you're interested, want to get in touch, give me a shout out. I would appreciate it. Anyway, that's it for me, guys. Have a great week, and uh, hopefully we'll talk to you soon.